0: Hello and welcome to the DWD Podcast, a weekly look at the progress of Voluntary Assisted Dying in Victoria. The bill is currently before the Upper House of Victorian Parliament, so this episode will give a short recap of last week's debate and provide you with the details for when the bill will be debated again. In case you missed it, last week in Parliament, the Voluntary Assisted Dying Bill was voted through to the committee stage of debate, where all 141 clauses are looked at individually. It was the Legislative Council's first test for the Voluntary Assisted Dying Bill. I will now put the bill to the test on the second reading. As expected, the result was close. Eyes 22, nose 18. And some of that support hinges on substantial changes.
1: I cannot support a terminal illness diagnosis up to 12 months as part of the criteria.
0: Debate on both sides was once again full of emotion.
1: I used to hear him weeping at night in his room when he thought that I couldn't hear. And in grief and in loss and in sadness. He'd watched his body decline.
0: President Bruce Atkinson was the last undecided MP to declare his hand. To drug a person to the point that they're comatose is hardly compassionate.
1: Who's it for? Why do we do it?
0: The bill will now progress to what's known as the committee stage where it will be debated clause by clause. That audio courtesy of Channel 9 News. During debate, there were a number of incredibly passionate and emotional speeches made from MPs on the need for voluntary assisted dying laws. In particular, Harriet Shing and Yala Pulford both made very moving speeches in relation to loved ones that they had lost. In both cases, uh, there weren't many in the public gallery not wiping tears away from their eyes. Uh, other outstanding speeches in support of the bill came from Ed O'Donoghue, Mary Wooldridge, James Purcell, Fiona Patton, Sean Lean, Bruce Atkinson, and Gavin Jennings. We will link off to speeches in the episode description where possible. Colleen Hartland has been advocating for these laws in Parliament for well over a decade, and she too made a very passionate speech.
1: As many of you in this chamber would know, this is an issue that I have been passionate about and have been working on since I was first elected to the Parliament in 2006. Some of you here were involved in that debate a decade ago when I introduced my private members bill on physician assisted dying. My bill was the first ever assisted dying bill in Victoria and is also the first private members bill I did as a newly elected MP. My bill didn't get through that time, and though I was disappointed, I was glad that I had started a conversation that was desperately needed. It's a conversation that I have continued over the past decade, and I have refused to stop.
0: The successful majority vote was made possible by a number of MPs who had not fully declared their position providing a successful vote. These MPs voted in support of sending the bill to the committee stage with the proviso that they were eager to explore amendments. The most notable one is to scale the time period for eligibility from 12 months down to 6 months, but possibly with an exemption for those with motor neurone disease. During the Ministerial Advisory Panel's consultations earlier this year, it was determined that a 12-month window for eligibility was required, as those with motor neurone disease can experience neurological deterioration that can affect their decision making capacity. Uh, that will have to be rectified during the amendment stage, so uh, watch this space uh, and hopefully the amendments are sorted out. Debate continues next week on Tuesday the 14th and will go through to the Thursday and Friday of that week as well. We are hopeful that by the end of that week a final vote may take place on the bill, but this is only an early estimate. Finally, in all of the progress taking place in Victoria last week, you may have missed the news that momentum is starting to build in Australia's territories to remove the federal government gag on the Northern Territory and the ACT to be able to debate voluntary assisted dying laws. Last week, Tara Chain, a lower house member of the ACT parliament, successfully passed a motion to raise awareness of the need for the ACT government to be able to govern itself and its citizens.
2: Madam Assistant Speaker, 20 years ago the Federal Parliament introduced and passed paternalistic legislation. It passed legislation which reduced us as a jurisdiction. It passed legislation which renders and rendered the ACT and its residents second class. By restricting the ACT's ability to consider and potentially make its own laws on voluntary assisted dying. The Euthanasia Laws Act 1997 patronises us and it hamstrings us. The Act's continued operation is disrespectful to the ACT and its citizens and to the institution of this assembly made up of people our ACT citizens have elected to represent them. It's 20 years since the Euthanasia Laws Act came into force and it's 20 years too long. But now, in 2017, the need for it to be abolished has never been greater. Victoria, New South Wales, Tasmania, South Australia, Western Australia, what do they all have in common? They're all actively researching, discussing and debating a voluntary assisted dying. And what else do they have in common? They are states.
0: At a federal level, New South Wales Senator David Leonhelm has introduced a private members bill to overturn the government's ban on voluntary assisted dying debate in the territories In an article in the Canberra Times last week, Mr. Leyenhelm said his bill would not automatically make assisted dying legal in the territories, but it would overturn the ban and allow the parliaments of those territories to come up to their own conclusions. He said he has not encountered anyone from the ACT or the Northern Territory who doesn't believe the Commonwealth government should stop intruding into their decisions. A vote on Senator Leyenhelm's bill is expected as early as the first half of 2018. That's all for this episode. We'll link off to the Hansard speeches of the Upper House MPs, as well as the Canberra Times article about the ACT progress. Don't forget that debate resumes in the Victorian Upper House on Tuesday, November the 14th. Until next time, bye for now.